Woo! That was a perfect countdown. That one played out perfectly. Ladies and gentlemen, I have gents, my moments. Welcome back. It is Wednesday, and we get to talk about not only hub day, but we get to talk about getting your mind right. That yeah, is yeah. a challenge in and of itself. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is time. It is that time. Some fire. Well, it is a beautiful, however smoky, what are you grateful for Wednesday here in San Diego, and I'm grateful to be right here on the Business Bros Pod, where we always bring the heat. Today's guest is someone who can help us get our minds right. Our guest specializes in helping entrepreneurs and other motivated individuals get over the hump and out of their own way. Our guest understands the power of self-created barriers and loves to see her clients maximize their full potential and dramatically increase their effectiveness in both their personal and professional lives. Our guest is a social media influencer who's been ranked in the top 100 most influential realtors in New Jersey, and she shares her wisdom, knowledge, and positivity through her podcast. Joining us today from three hours in the future on the East Coast, <laughs> a fellow podcaster, host of the Juice Podcast, welcome to the show, Pam We got, laughing. Have, uh, we got her laughing. We got her laughing. That's yeah. a good start. Hey, this is so funny. I'm like dying this whole intro. So my mindset is ready to go. I hope yours is too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And apparently the studio audience <laughs> is is ready to rock and roll too. Seems uh, that been, way. Right? They've been they've been in the black and white stage for a while. Let's shed some color on their live. Pam, welcome to the program. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is awesome, guys. Well, tell me how uh, how did you get started in this whole mindset space? Um, I didn't start as a career, actually. It just started as healing, healing my own self, healing my life, changing my life, transforming myself and deciding that I didn't have to just settle for what was in front of me, for the things I had gone through throughout my life that scarred me and wounded me and made me this person that really wasn't who I truly am. And that kind of happened throughout my entire life, but I became more conscious of it as I got older and had more experience with it. And at some point when I wanted to leave my career, which was going really well, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I fell into it. Mm, falling into an entrepreneurial <laughs> uh, mindset. That is like a, a, a regular thing amongst entrepreneurs. Most of us, I feel like we kind of fell into a career, but that is also a problem, right? The fact that you know, we kind of fell into it and it may not have been a passion of ours. It may not have been something that, you know, we dreamed about since we were in kindergarten. And sometimes those limiting beliefs or those limiting factors stop us from moving forward. Uh, how did you get it? How did you make it into something that you got your mind straight? You set your mind on a particular path to keep going. I mean, I think the thing is, I'm so in tune with myself that if I don't stay on my path, 
I just feel awful. And I think that's what most people are missing because they're so focused on the external. And I don't mean external just looks and all of that, but like validation from outside. And so they've lost what actually matters, which is what they feel and what feels right to them and what feels wrong to them. And then noticing when I'm not feeling good, wait, there's not something wrong with me. Like you're out at a bar and everyone looks like they're having fun, but you're not, but you don't want to tell anyone. There's nothing wrong with you for not fitting into that because most people aren't enjoying themselves either. Right. Tapping back in. And um, once you get there, you'll never want to stray again. But how do you get there is the question. And that's not an easy path and it takes time, but it's totally doable. So how do we do that? Right. Like, you know, I'm I'm 30, 38. I'm a 38, right, James? You're going to be 37. So I'm 38 years old and I feel like it wasn't until recently, until maybe this last year or so that I started to really feel like I'm finding my zone. And even then I had continued to ask myself questions like, who am I? Like, and, and trying to define who I am. And uh, recently I've come to the conclusion where trying to define who I am is pointless. Who I want to be is much more relevant. In other words, having that goal in front of me, who I want to become is much more important to me because it keeps me on the path. Like it, it helps guide the decisions that I'm making on a regular basis. Is this decision, is this thing that I'm going to do, whether it's, you know, physical, whether it's like, you know, eating a donut or whether it's, you know, using my time to watch Netflix or whatever it is, is that thing going to get me Toward, you know, closer to or further away from the person I want to become. Uh, and so, you know, really trying to really come into grips with that and understanding that, the, that that's the mindset that I wanted to be focused in. Is that kind of a good place to be in? Is that where I should be going? Is, what, what, is that what I should be going for? The answer to that because of how good you feel and alive you are when you're talking about it. Mm. So I don't even think you need me to answer that for you. And that's why I teach people, see it for yourself. But I will because yes, and yes, and yes. And like you've stepped into it on an unconscious, you've consciously stepped into it, but it's not in your reality yet. Or maybe it is in yours, but it might not be in someone else's. But just stepping into it is part of creating the reality of it. And you're part a partner in manifesting this. Mm -hmm. So it's, you can't just say, oh, I want this and it'll be here. Now you have to take the steps to make that happen be, and become, step into it. And when you're, you said you're, I forget, I don't, I don't even pay attention to age because it's like just times around. <laughs> it's a lot of years that you said you've had to work till you got here. And the thing is, you're not at a destination. First of all, you're just at one part of the journey and you're here now. You've been mm -hmm. on journey along the whole way. And if you look back and reflect on it, you'll notice different parts where you were like, ooh, this was my revelation about myself. Or ooh, I decided not to go in this direction. Those are all steps. And you just are becoming more conscious and aware of your steps. So you're noticing now that, oh, I'm here and I like this, but it took me this long to get here, but it really didn't take you that long. You're just working towards it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, we, we do that in our own careers. I've, I've talked to people who've been in careers for, you know, like my father-in-law, for example, he was in his job for like 43 years, you know, and, and he's happy where he's at. He's retired. He feels accomplished. Like for me in that. Got your victory dance. Well, I got it right here. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, so for him, that was a victory. He set out to achieve that. That was the goal, you know, for his era growing up and for what he, what he, what he wanted to accomplish. He's accomplished everything he's wanted to accomplish. So for him, that's a perfect uh, roadmap that he took 
for me, that would drive me nuts to be stuck in the same thing over and over again for 43 years. That would, that would, oh I, that would never fly. Right. And it's kind of hard to say, you know, to tell one person that, yes, this is the path that you want to go on and tell another person the complete opposite. I, you know, and, and when I talk to mindset people, sometimes that, that throws me off because mindset to me, James and I have these discussions all the time. Mindset, he's, he's very much, you know, I got to be in the right mindset so that I can be prepared so that I can go ahead and take action. And me, I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, no, hell no. You take action because you're never going to feel like doing anything. So you take action and then you'll get in the mindset to continue going forward. But without action, you're not going to get in the mindset. James is more like, well, I need to get my mind right so I can take action. What do you think, Pam? I mean... I think whatever it is for the person, first of all, (laughs) good answer, good answer right now, James feels this way and you feel that way. You know what? Maybe I'm just making this up. James is a little bit ahead in the journey. So he's further along, which is not better or worse. (laughs) Oh, he's talking that up. (laughs) He almost had you. Almost, almost. So so, but you may get to where you're there and he's somewhere else or he's still there and you've gotten there now and maybe not because you just said something like, how could we tell one person this is their path and another person a completely opposite, but how could we not? Mm-hmm. We're not we're in the same people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not all liking Starbucks. I mean, we're Absolutely. not all everyone, but everyone goes and gets coffee and donuts, right? That's the thing to do every morning. I don't, I mean, I'm like tea and green juice, like whatever. And so like, that may be weird to a lot of people, but to me, it makes me happy and it makes me feel nourished. And I'm like, James, where I need to be in the state. So I live in that state. Now you'll find me not in that state, maybe 20, 15% of the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm in it 80, 85% of the time. But I used to be a little bit more like you where I had to ready, fire, aim. Mm-hmm. And then just get myself there. And so I think it's just, you know, constantly changing, not one better than the worst, just being where you are, enjoying it, noticing it like you do, and then being open to what comes next for both of you. All right. So what comes next for you, Pam? Like you, you, you put yourself in the mindset, you start training people. Are you training people on an individual basis? Are you training people in a group setting? Like what's the, what's the pathway to help that you're using to help people get to the mindset that they're looking for? Well, I mean, I have a lot of different platforms. So like on Instagram, I have I have 40,000 plus followers, which I feel like that's an impact right there, even if a thousand people are watching regularly. And because all I do is post things about how to think about life differently, how to think about your environment differently, how to, how to be a critical thinker and not just uh-huh, 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 whatever we're told by society. And I think that's a really good reach. Then I do some individuals. I'm very... I'm thinking of the word um, <laughs> deliberate with my client, the clients I choose, because I think that's like a lot of my energy to give to someone. And um, I really need to be present in a certain way. And then I do like master classes and webinars and things like that. So I, I, I do all of it. I mean, really. I like doing the groups a lot. I mean, I like the individuals too, and I like the Instagram. So I guess I like it all. <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan. I have a, que- I have a question yeah, for you, it. if you don't mind. So um, one of the things that I'm teaching in our other podcast, in our insurance podcast, is this idea that you go from invisibility to visibility to credibility, which, you know, these are like the steps. So I kind of want to go back to when you started as a mindset coach 
what were the steps that you took to go from invisibility? And you said that that you had just fixed yourself. You had just fixed your own life. How did you go from just fixing your own self, your own life, your own mindset to doing that for other people? Okay, so that's a great question. First of all, I wouldn't say I fixed it. I'd say I healed it because I think there's a distinction and I also am still healing. And I want people to know that because we're always on this process. It's you go to different levels of healing and you get deeper and deeper, but we're always working on it. So it's not, there's no end in it. I just want to be really clear on that. <laughs> I'm always looking for that end. And I'm always like that. I can't help you. You're not going to find it, but you're going to level up and it's going to be easier and better and more fulfilling. So that's when it that. gets to the end, it's going to be a whole different thing. Yeah, you don't want to be at the end. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the other side of that, I think, is is we're in different parts in our lives in different eras, right? I, I feel like I'm a different person every 10 years. You know, the mm -hmm. person I was in my early 20s or, you know, mid to late 20s even is completely different than the person I am now. My responsibilities Absolutely. have changed. My my uh, my outlook has changed. You know, I, in my early 20s, I had no kids. Now I have two kids, right? I, you know, I, I was with my wife, but she wasn't my wife at the time. Now she's the wife, right? Uh, you know, we own a home, we have businesses to take care of, like everything changes. Uh, and, and sometimes that stuff piles up on you and, and, and you don't really see it creeping up until you have that moment where you just explode all of a sudden. Right. And you don't know how that happens. Uh, how can I, you know, now I'm asking you hypothetically, of course, but how do we prevent stuff like that? What kinds of things can we do on a daily basis to avoid that catastrophic breakdown or meltdown? That's a great question. And James, I didn't forget your business. I gotcha. Um, so I think reflection is key. I mean, if you're reflecting and you're noticing noticing and you're observing, and that is a two-minute meditation, literally two minutes. And two minutes every day, though, not two minutes. I'll do it once and I expect these results and meditation sucks because it doesn't work because I tried it once <laughs> and nothing happened. Like, no, I've been doing it for over 20 years. And I mean, I literally live in a different consciousness than I think most of the people for the good and the bad because it it's like you know, you, it's alienating and you're like in different spaces, but also you get to see the world in such a beautiful, magical way. Mm -hmm. You're not attached. You're not like caught up in all this stuff. Nothing really bothers me. There's not much that could bother me. And I think that's like a really cool place to be. And I think reflection, when you reflect, so every night before you go to bed, when you, you say, say to your wife, like, um, whatever, honey, whatever you call her, take two minutes. Let's just sit here. That's a meditation right there. Talk for two minutes about what your days were like. Two minutes. You guys probably, I mean, not you, but people don't, they pass and they distract with like, oh, we got to get the kids here and oh, this game and oh, that game and whatever. Just, or find two minutes alone, two minutes. If you give yourself that every day, your life will change. And I, I mean, love that. a lot longer, but what? I love that. I love that. That, that uh, it reminds me of the compound effect. So I finally remembered because I'm looking at different books to uh, to pick up and read it, and I saw the compound effect in my uh, in my Audible list, and I'm like, oh, that's where I got it from. But basically, what I what I ended up doing is uh, last year for my birthday, I decided I was going to write a, a oh. keep a journal, and I was going to write my wife a letter every mm. single night, and it was a reflection of that day, right? So finding all the appreciative things that uh, about her, right? Whether you know she made dinner or she did something special for the kids or whatever it is that I saw in that day, I, I took it down and I journaled it. So it's like I, I wrote her 365 letters oh and this God. year for my birthday, I gave it to her, but it was a big Wait, change here for my birthday. I gave it to her. Yeah. For my birthday, I gave it to her. So cool. 
Right. And so, and, and to me, that was in, in the, I mean, okay, face it. Yes. That is super awesome. 365 letters, all the chalk up <laughs> points, right? Those, those are great points, you know, relationship points, hubby points. Toot your really, own horn. Really, why don't yeah, you? Yeah. Toot your own horn. Right. But really, really what you're talking about, it, it adds to what you're talking about. It was the habit of doing that on a regular basis to appreciate that person, to get in that mental state where you're, you're looking for some of the good qualities in that other person. It enhanced our, our relationship is now way better than it was in just that one year. And, you know, we've been together almost 20 years. So it's not like, you know, I, it's, it's not like I don't know things about her. I know her really well, but to focus my attention on the positive, on the things that, that are going well in our lives, it made the rest of the day better because I was looking at that. You guys. Yeah, you guys connected. It's a connection also. Like even if it's a spiritual energetic connection, she may not have known that you were doing it each day. Mm-hmm. She could feel it because she could feel your gratitude towards her. And you planned that. And let me just tell you something. You're not ready aim fire. I mean, you're not ready fire aim. You say you have to get yourself mentally. You're, you just do it and then you get mentally prepared rather than preparing. But you are a preparer because you plan that. You're right. I guess I could look at it like that. <laughs> I get up at 4:20 every morning to go my workout and go run. And I don't. And, and and I'll tell you what. Every morning when the alarm goes off, I hate it and I don't like it at all. But you're right. I do prepare because yeah. I put my gym clothes and my and my running shoes right next to my bed, and that's the first thing I put on when when the alarm goes well, off. Setting yourself so, up for success. Right. I, I set myself up the day before. You're right. And even though I say, you're right, when you're, you're breaking me down, all right, I'll give you that. Because, you know, for me, it's the action, right? And for me, when I explain the scenario, I always explain it as when my alarm goes off, the first thing I do is pop up, like sit up. And that's my action. Whether I'm tired, groggy, I don't feel like doing it, it doesn't matter. I pop up. And to me, that's the action going forward. But the way you describe it, you're absolutely right. The, th- the first thing I do is put my gym stuff on because I prepared the night before to have that there. If it wasn't there, it'd be one extra step for me not to do. <laughs> probably or you even, you even prepare the night before to make sure that when you get up, you pop up. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And because you want to feel good. You choose yes. it. You, you want to feel good. So like that, that's how you feel good. So I think there's a lot of preparation. Should I answer your question, James? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, go back sure. to that business question. Okay. I'm sorry. Go back to that. <laughs> I'm I'm always up for good conversation, but yeah. All right. What was the three things you wanted? Uh, no. Well, the the steps for us are you know invisibility to visibility to credibility. So how did you make that journey? Oh right. Okay. Okay. Um, kind of got to fake it till you make it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you have to buy it. You have to believe it. You don't have to have every degree and every credential to step into that space. And so, I mean, I did go get my certification for coaching because I don't want to be a coach without the credibility of that and the foundation so that I know what I'm doing. I mean, I know how to coach without a coaching degree, but just so I know what I'm doing. But so I stepped into that. Every single self-help, self-development, spiritual book that I could get my hands on. I'm a vor- I was a voracious reader before this. But I really wanted to know what I was dealing with with people. And I didn't want to know from the textbooks in schools. I wanted to know from people like Ram Dass and Pema Chodron and Anthony Robbins. And whether you like him or not, I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That guy, I mean, seriously. Very motivational. Yeah. Totally. People like him. People don't like him. But you got to respect him. 100%. Like Tom Brady. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. John Maxwell, leadership books, every leadership, Wayne Dyer, like just all the main people. 
And so I, I, and I meditated for hours each day, hours and hours to really get in tune with my energy, my alignment, who I am, what I could offer others, how I wanted to serve, raise my vibration, raise my energy. So it's always up to here so that if someone takes from it or I let someone pull from it, it's not down here going to empty. It's just going a little here, which for me, doesn't feel great, but it, I can still be there and show up for my kids, for my friends and for, for my clients. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Well, let me let me expand on that a little bit because uh, you mentioned a, a couple of people, and one of one of the authors that I stumbled upon uh, is Brene Brown, and she studies. Uh-huh. She's very much a vulnerability person, right? And I love her books. By the way, if you any of the books she reads them herself, uh, you know that she's so funny because her vulnerability is basically be, you know, the, the, what I got out of it is be yourself. Like, don't be afraid of who you are. You are who you are, your habits and your, you know, everything you do, your quirkiness about you is what makes you, you, but realize that other people are feeling the same way and acting the same way and have the same, you know, uh, what does she call them? The, the vulnerability demons. I, I forgot what she calls them, but, uh, and I, I was going to ask you about, about the whole idea of vulnerability and, and being able to, uh, open up to people. I know as a professional, once you've gotten to yourself yourself to the point where you're vibing at that high level, it's easier for you to be vulnerable because you've you've uh, conditioned yourself to to have that state. But to get other people to open up, that is a difficult thing. How, how are you addressing uh, the vulnerability aspect of what you do? Well, first of all, being vulnerable is very hard for me. I do it and I push myself to do it because I know how good it is for me. Mm -hmm. And I know what's on the other side, whether the outcome is what I want it to be or not. So filled with like juice and good stuff for my healing and everything like that. So I like put myself in that position. I'm like, okay, I have an open wound and I'm going to go bump my knee on a coffee table corner. I do it to myself, but because when you do that and you become vulnerable and realize you're not going to fall apart if it doesn't happen the way you want, you're, you're in a position of power. And for my clients and not just my clients, my loved ones, my friends, people on the street, strangers, people I don't know, I hold space in whatever way I can. So my daughter and I were driving the other day and a woman was at, at, at right outside of the grocery store walking around with her cart aimlessly looking a little like off and everything. And I just pulled up next to her. She was older. I asked her if she needed help. I asked her if she needed to get the groceries in her car. She declined completely. But that was a vulnerable moment between the two of us because she didn't probably love being pointed out that she needed help. And I was offering something that she could reject. But I do that type of stuff. But then also, I have a client who calls and needs me and it's listening. It's it's mm. it's closing your mouth and it's not about coming up with the answer or resolving. It's letting them have a safe space, no judgment, no questioning to pour out to you. That's a great skill to have, by the way, for a podcaster. So you have your <laughs> podcast out here. And you know, I'll be honest, that's one of the greatest things that I've that that I've learned from podcasting. So just in general, podcasting has been the greatest prospecting tool I've ever come across. I get to meet people like you, which is super amazing. But on the flip side, the communication factor, what, you know, people are like, oh, you're, you're, you're a really good host. You do a good job on the whole podcast thing. What's your secret? I'm like, I listen. <laughs> I, I decide to be more interested than interesting, right? That's what one of my guests taught me. Today. 
Yeah. And then that's, <laughs> but that's a skill in and of itself. That's what you're talking about there, right? Is where you're, you're having a two-way conversation, but in really, really in reality, it's really, you're listening more than you're trying to speak. Because if you truly listen to people's words and what they're saying, you can, you know, it's, it's funny read between the lines, but there's a lot of truth to that. There's well, a lot of truth to what they're saying and how they're feeling and what they're, what they really mean. If you really intentfully listen to what they're, what they're up to, how's that skill helped you in the podcast space? Oh, well, first of all, it's called in coaching world level three listening. Oh, I'm level okay. three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what one of you are, but I'm level three. <laughs> saying like not listening to in between the lines, listening to the words, mm-hmm. getting caught up in that rather than what's really going around the body language, the other words that are coming at. Um, and um, what was your question? So how, how did how does that listening? Yeah, how, how, yeah. Speaking of listening, uh, how did that help you in in, uh, in becoming a podcaster? Um, well, I mean, all I'll say is almost every almost every guest has broken down on my show, and I'm not wow. saying that that's a testament to me or anything like that. But I do feel like that tells me that they feel really safe, and yeah. that's most important to me. You, you know, it, it's funny how, uh, it, and here's one of the things, I don't know how it is. Maybe it's, maybe it's just the way I'm wired. I have no idea, but I'm not big on crying. And it's not that Get I try, show. right. It's not that I try not to cry. It's just that situation, that feeling doesn't come out in me as much. There's one time that I, re- there's actually two times in the last, I don't know, 20 years or so that I've, I remember crying. Right. And one of them was uh, well, the wife and I were, were dating at the time. And I decided that, you know, I needed to make sure she was the right one. So I broke up with her. And in the process of breaking up with her, I was bawling. And she she tells me, to, you know, she we talked about it, too. And she's like, why were you crying if you were breaking up with me? Right. And and I couldn't pinpoint it for a while. And then later on in life, I, I told her, I go, maybe it's because I felt like, you know, my kids were erasing from my future or, you know, the life that we were having was erasing from my future. Is I was telling you that we needed to break up. I have no idea. That's the like the thing I the the label I placed on it. Another time I was crying was uh, I had a dream that my little brother was shot and killed, and I was there with him, and I was holding him, and he and, as he died. And I remember waking up from that dream like bawling. I couldn't control it. I, I went to the bathroom, tried to wash my face, and I'm looking in the mirror, and it's just continued. And I'm like laughing, crying at myself, like like I couldn't, uh, you know, <laughs> expect it. Last year was it last year? Last yeah, it was year, a year right? ago. Last year, my little brother was shot and killed, and oh he was God. alone. And and now, you know, and I had told a lot of people that story that I had that that had happened. Now I feel like, well, maybe maybe my consciousness was with him. And so I was there with him while when when that occurred, and that's why I felt it so much when I was younger because I had I don't know in in some realm maybe I was there you know what I mean. So I don't know why the feeling of crying doesn't come out for me as often, but it does happen. And when it happens for me, it's almost uncontrollable. Like I can't control it; it's just there. I don't, I, I I told you two stories, and I don't really have a question, but I just kind of want to get your opinion on that. <laughs> I think you probably there are a few things. One, hopefully you both know that it's totally fine to cry, whether yes. you're a male or a female. Okay. I'm I have a crier. James is a crier. Yes. I'm <laughs> I'm like, it's totally fine. I'm glad you're a crier. Um, so as long as you know that, then one, 
not everyone cries. Like you can break down in other ways. You can show your emotions in other ways, just like you can say, I love you without saying, I love you. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is though, you might just have a lot held up and held inside that you're not even aware of right now. And you probably do. And what happens is that you get a release at one point and you release a lot more than what's really probably happening in the moment, mm-hmm. or it just goes all pours into that. And it's like, Phew, he finally let me cry again. And right <laughs> now. It's funny because I talk to myself. So the fact that myself answered that way, that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's some crazy stuff. Like the 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 human body and the way our mind works is is miraculous to me. You know, like you know, the the something as simple as, as a pain, right? I, I prick my finger and I, that sensation immediately goes to my brain. The synapses are firing or how you feel at the end of the run when your endorphins are, are, are flowing, you know, all these different things that our body has. Uh, and we barely scrape the surface on some of these things, right? Batman level skills for real. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and we barely scrape the surface on some of these, but uh, um, being consistent, like we, we were talking about earlier, having the consistent uh, idea of, of whether it's journaling, whether it's meditating, uh, reflecting, however you want to do it, doing these little tricks on, like on, they're not tricks, they're, they're little things that, that you want to do on a regular basis, really help shape your mind and, and put you in a position where you can win. Uh, we got a few minutes. Can you give me a few tips that people can do on a regular basis, uh, a couple different things maybe, to help get them in a good mindset to take on the day? Of course I can. I was hoping you would ask. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, first of all, it's all about gratitude. Yes. What are you grateful for Wednesday? Oh, yeah. I heard that at the beginning. Yeah. We (laughs) all have a whole lot of things that we could complain about every single one of us. And Mm -hmm. we can focus on that. And when we do, guess what we get more of? More of that stuff. That's where your attention goes. That's where energy flows. And so you could also focus on, even if you find one good thing, you have your life, you have your toe, whatever it is, you find a few good things. They could be so small. What I do is I my cousin and I send each other a gratitude list every morning, 10 things we're grateful for. I have my clients do that. They send me a gratitude list just so they can get it out and have somewhere for it to go. And when you start focusing on the smallest things that you're grateful for, you're going to get more of that. Again, consistency, give it time. Don't expect you wake up tomorrow. I'm grateful for this, this, and this. And oh my God, my life is magical now. It's not <laughs> It just isn't. Okay. So that's one thing. Hydrate. Water, 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 water. I don't care if you have coffee, have soda, whatever. Have I mean, I care if you have soda, but whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. keep drinking that motor oil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but water is lubricating to the joints, the joints, the joints up here, the neurons, the synapses, the cartilage, all that stuff. It needs to be watered like a plant so you can be nourished. Um, I, when my kids were young, I would take a dry erase marker. And if you guys have young kids, I would totally do this. Go into their bathroom. They're sleeping the night before or whatever. Right. I am beautiful. I am confident. I am strong. I am amazing. I am powerful. They go into the bathroom in the morning, brush their teeth, look at the mirror. They're reading, I am powerful. That's what there's going in their minds. So I did that for my kids for many years. Um, I think that's a great one. Journaling, meditate every single day, every single day. Find something that nourishes you, that you love to do. Take a walk, listen to music, have a 
dark chocolate bar. Um, <laughs> go, go sit in a park, go do something that fills your tank up every single day. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's scrolling on positive sites like mine and yours on Instagram, do that, whatever, listen to podcasts, read good books. I mean, I could keep going on and on. Do you want me to? Oh man, those are a great <laughs> list. By the way, the water thing gets really underrated, but it, if you're thirsty, there is nothing that quenches your thirst like water. Personally, I drink water all day long. The only reason why I have this little bottle one is because I left my water bottle in the other room. But normally I have – yeah, exactly. I have some, exactly something like that. Uh, and, and, and you'd be surprised sometimes, most times, when you get that 3 o'clock feeling where you're like sluggish and you're tired and you don't really feel like you have the energy, drink water. It's almost like you can feel – Feel it revitalizing your body as you're drinking it. Drink a cup, drink two cups. I promise you it's almost always a dehydration issue. Same thing with exhaustion. Same thing with that that headache feeling that you have. Those are that bad mood. Yes. (laughs) I mean, like that cranky, you think you're hangry, but you're hirsty. Yes. (laughs) I just like that. That's a great one. That's a great one. I'm using that. You're not hangry, you're hirsty. Um, Love it. Like the 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 water, if you don't like it, like so many people are like, either I don't like water, I'm not thirsty. Who cares? Just drink it. You don't have to like it. Like I drink a green juice every day. I don't like my green juice, but I like that my skin is clear and I'm vibrant and happy. Drink it for those reasons. You don't have to like the taste of everything. Exactly. It, it, I, you were told that broccoli tastes really good as a kid. No, you, didn't, you don't really like it that much, but you eat it anyways because you know it's good for you. And besides, water tastes like nothing. Yeah, so I know. Okay. Like, I water. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. Water. Put lemon in it. Whatever you need to do. Just- Get in my belly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect clip, man. Perfect clip. Oh, it's perfect. That's so funny. <laughs> All right, Pam. Uh, real quick, uh, can you tell the audience a little bit about what they're going to find on your Instagram, what they're going to find, uh, and where to find your podcast? Yep. Podcast, Spotify, Apple, it's the juice. Um, Instagram, you're going to find videos of me doing things like I did today, talking about that type of stuff. You're going to find mini series. I do eight week mini series on different topics, lots of motivational, positive, inspiring quotes on my stories. I do Monday mindset, Monday, midweek, Wednesday, little videos. So just all sorts of fun things like that. And, um, check it out. Awesome. You have been a blast to have on the show today. Thank you for coming aboard, spending a few minutes and sharing what you got with us and our audience. Really appreciate it. Me too. Thank you so much. All right, ladies and gents, we will see you again tomorrow. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.